0: Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott. And I am super excited because today I have my friend Sarah Jager on. Um, And for those of you who don't know, this month we are telling our freedom stories. Our verse for the month is because the sun has set us free, we are free indeed. And so we are just dwelling on the stories of freedom. And that's that's why we, we do what we do. And so Sarah is actually our customer service gal. She is amazing. She does all of the like things that no one else wants to do. She like, is up at midnight packing away things sometimes. I mean, she's handling questions and she's just gracious and kind and awesome. So uh, welcome, Sarah. We are so happy to have you on the show and happy to have you as one of our Dwell ladies. Hi, thanks for
1: having me. I love my role at Dwell. And I think you just gave me way too much credit. But yes, if you ever email us, I am the she one. She is our lady. She's the lady.
0: And and when I say I don't I don't think I could possibly give you too much credit because I, I know that there have been times where like for um during COVID, we lost our fulfillment services for a month. And Sarah, I mean, how many hours did you put in just fulfilling like stuffing things in envelopes and cards and that kind of stuff?
1: You know, I really enjoy repetitive <laughs> tasks. So it kind of flew by. I watched some shows with my husband, Fulfilled, and in a time when sometimes it's hard to feel like you're being productive, I could look at a stack of yellow envelopes and say,
0: look at what we did tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, we are excited today to hear your story. I have never heard your testimony before. So Sarah's actually really good friends with my sister Vera, and I know Sarah through Dwell, but I, you know, we've never like had that cup of coffee together and told our story so I'm yeah. excited to hear just how God you know stepped into your life and and what he did in a unique way to draw you to himself
1: yeah absolutely um so I I am one of those people that grew up and we did not go to church it just wasn't something that my family valued I'm also an only child which is probably like just a weird fun fact <laughs> about me but I don't know what that says but uh I was a sophomore in high school and I had friends who were believers and it always felt mm-hmm. really far-fetched to me uh just just the idea of a, a person dying coming back to life I can honestly say that up until high school like I had no idea that the Christmas holiday had anything to do with Christ mm-hmm. it was a Santa holiday and that was kind of what it revolved around and so there was just a lot that I that I didn't know, but I feel like when I was first hearing the gospel, my response was, "Wow, that seems kind of crazy. Like you guys really believe this." Um, and I had some some really good friends who had a strong faith, and one in particular was was a friend of mine named Steve, and he was like very persistent on just asking questions, and I think he could tell that I was curious, that I did want to know more, even though. I gave off this impression that like, yeah, that's, that's too crazy. You bunch of
0: weirdos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I, I wanted to be around my friends who loved Jesus. I, there was something very attractive about them and about the way their families operated. And at the time I had no idea that that was God just kind of calling me to Mm. himself and showing me his love through these people in my life. And so I'm so thankful that they were persistent. They said, why don't you come with us? And so I started going to youth group. For a kid who's not interested in the gospel, I didn't miss. And I was also mm. pretty prideful and, and very forthcoming with the youth group leader. Like, hey, I'm here for snacks. I'm here for my friend, But I, just so you know, like, I don't think I'm going to believe any of this. And they were just awesome. Like, I never felt out of place. And I felt like I could always be myself. And I could be very honest that... I was really struggling to, to grasp what it was that they were talking about. Um, But I kept coming and they let me come and I ended up going on a camping trip with them. So I, I attended a summer camp my sophomore summer and I can remember the week was so fun. And I remember feeling like, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if all this was true? Like I had that (laughs) thought in my mind, like, this is awesome. I wish this was true. And it was towards the end of the week. And I, I can only explain it as the Holy spirit, but it was just this moment that was like, what are you waiting for? Why, why would you question this? So this is obviously something that you desire. And it felt so like overwhelming, like, okay, I think I'm ready to, to jump in. I don't have all the answers. And that was kind of the thing that held me back for a while. It's like, well, I want to understand this and I need to know this story and how does this fit into history? And I wanted to think my way, um, through the gospel and God was like, just jump with me. We'll figure this out. And so I gave my life to Christ when I was at summer camp. I know that's a little cliche, but like forever changed Mm -hmm. after that and came home. And fortunately there was just our high school. Something was, God was moving. There were so many kids who were in love with Jesus. Young life was really huge. And so I came back, I stayed connected with that church that I had gone to camp with. I got involved with Young Life. My Young Life leaders were people who were just so important in my story. They helped me figure out what it looks like to walk your faith out. How do you study the Bible? Things that were completely foreign to someone who'd never even cracked the book open, let alone heard these stories. That's, I think a lot of times we take for granted, like, oh, everybody knows about Noah. I didn't know about <laughs> Noah. so. <laughs> I was that kid. So I just felt like everyone kind of walked me through what it looked like. And I was eager and excited. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I was getting to go as what they call a junior leader in young life. And you get to Mm -hmm. bring friends with you and you're kind of like a leader in the cabin. And I watched girls that I've been praying for come to know Jesus that week. And it was just so awesome to kind of be on the other side, um, and to fight for people and to have those conversations and to look girls in the face who were in the same spot I was sitting, you know, two years earlier of like, I want to believe, but I just don't know how this works. Um, and say, you just need to trust. We need to take the first step and it's okay. So, um, I, I would say, you know, I just grew a ton through, through young life and through relationships with adults who were walking with Jesus. Um, our young life leaders married us. They're important people in our life still. And so when I got to college, it was like, well, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I know I want to be a young life leader. So <laughs> that's how Vera enters my story. I was a leader at her high school. Um, and I got to watch her as a high school student and if you think Vera is impressive as an adult, she was an incredibly impressive high school kid too. Just super she was mysterious. like
0: 65. I mean, she was teaching me stuff when she was in high school and I'm 10 years what, older than her.
1: <laughs> what just said, man, she was, yeah, just steadfast and 100% about bringing her friends to come and hear the gospel. And mm-hmm. I, just, I just remember being really encouraged by her. So I got to kind of watch Vera as she was growing in her faith and sharing it with those around her and see that passion come out of her. And so it was really fun that we're still in each other's lives. Here we are like, you know, 10 years later. And when Vera moved to St. Louis and started dwell, I just, every time I heard her talk about what she wanted to do through dwell, I was was like, man, that's awesome. Like you have a passion, you're running with it. And God continues to bless this ministry. It's just so to think about, where dwell was when we started and where we are now and how many people I get emails from as the customer service person that just, says, I just want to let you know that this verse is ministering to me. How did you pick this verse? This was the verse I needed to hear. And I thought, gosh, God is doing big things through mm-hmm. tattoos on wrists and hands and the conversations that I've gotten to have because I'm, I'm wearing a dwell tattoo. has just been really, it's been really cool. Um, so it's really fun to be on this side and support you guys in this way. I love emailing with you. Um, if you are ever having issues, like I'm, always so happy to step in and take care of you. And kind of our motto with the customer services, we want to bend over backwards to make sure you have the best possible experience with Dwell. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride, and um, I would say that Young Life was really. Really instrumental in helping me grow in my faith and figure out how to give it away to people. So,
0: well, we just appreciate you so much, Sarah. I know that, you know, sometimes you have an experience with somebody in a company and you're like, this doesn't feel like who. who they say they are. Hmm. You know, they're just an employee kind of doing their job, you know, responding in this few words possible, just, you know, okay, yeah, I'll take care of your problem. But I just love that we have you who is, you know, just an extension of who, who we are at Dwell. Like there's no part of what you do that is, is any, it's, it's just a, it's a furtherance of our ministry and, and you getting to be that contact person, that point of contact for people is just exciting to me because I feel like, man, I love that they're talking to Sarah when they call in or when they send an email or when they have a problem, because I just know that you're going to treat them with respect and dignity and kindness. And it's just like, and gospel, like, you're going to give them the grace that you have received, you know, which which we heard about in your story. And I just love that, that it's not like, you know, just somebody that's, we hired that's just kind of taken off the boxes and taking care of the stuff that this is, is this is your ministry. And it's, I think it's beautiful. And I think it's awesome. Oh,
1: thanks. We love our members. We love you guys. You know, we would do a lot for you. So don't have to yeah,
0: a hundred percent. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. it seems like we get a lot of requests, um, to do things and as much as we can, we try, you know, yeah. and, and we hear from people who are struggling and, you know, we're, we're praying for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we really do take seriously shepherding you and, um, being humbly in a position that you've given us to help lead you in your faith walk. So I love that, that you get to do that with us, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And, um, your story is just so exciting. I think I have just like a couple of things that I would love to ask yeah. you regarding your story. So what would you say to somebody who's listening to this right now, who's maybe on the fence, hmm. who's maybe where you were, you know, however many years ago when you first started hearing the the, the gospel and hearing about the Bible and, and the stories are all like, I mean, I was, I was in the same boat. Sure. I definitely, I I became a Christian when I was in college and it was kind of awkward at times because I'm like, I don't know the answers to any of yes. these questions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so oh, what do you say to somebody like that? Who's in that space of, of just. Don't be afraid to, to just
1: take the next right step and you don't have to have all the answers. That was really, I think what kind of deep down was the issue was. I didn't know if I'd have all the answers. And honestly, I still don't have all the answers. There's times where I really mm. struggle. I, I don't know what that means, but I do know that God desperately loves us, that he has gone to great lengths to be in relationship with us. And as I watched the faith of these people around me and the way they loved each other and the way they loved God, I saw that's what I want. I can mm. I can figure out the rest, but God is reaching out and he's ready to walk with you in that so you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the answers, but you do have to be willing to step in and say, okay, I'm on board. Let's go. <laughs> okay. What's, what's next? What's next? Yeah. And, and I do believe that the spirit is going to lead you and God is going to put people in your life and he is going to help you when you sit down and you read the scriptures, he's going to reveal to you what you need to know. Um, the amazing thing is he doesn't leave us alone, but he's put his spirit inside of us. And so, We're not trying to figure this out on our own through our own intellect, but we have all these tools and resources. But the thing that I just couldn't, I couldn't set aside was that there was this love and this grace and this freedom and acceptance. And was I really going to walk away from that because I couldn't wrap my mind around it? Hmm. So,
0: yeah, I think I felt the same way when I first started understanding, you know, who God was and it was, it was something for me where I, I mean, it took me a lot longer (laughs) because I think I'm more stubborn. I spent almost two years just reading and researching and asking questions and, you know, just really digging in and trying to figure it out. And, and I just kept coming to this place of like, how could this possibly be true? Mm -hmm. Why would God do this? Why would he, why would he die for us? It was, it was, and it, it finally, I came to that place where I was like, but if he did, like, I want that. Yeah. I don't want to miss that. Yeah. If you're in a place where you're sitting on the fence
1: or you're, you're in that searching place where you're reading and you're trying to understand God is doing that. He's the one who's placed that desire even there for you to contemplate and think about what would it look like to walk with him? Um, and, and I think that was the coolest part. After I came to faith, I was like, man, he's been he's been calling me for a while this isn't something that just happened in a flash but it's been a process that god knew and was drawing me into himself he was putting people in my life he was putting this desire in my heart he was preparing me for what he wanted to do in my life and and the same is true um if you're sitting there thinking i really want that to be true but i just mm-hmm. don't know if i can get there i think god is is after you he's pursuing you
0: he's gonna get you <laughs>
1: He going get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so good. Well, Sarah, I think we're about out of time, but I just love your story. I love, I mean, I love all the testimonies. I think I could just do this every day. They're so important and they're so fun. And I feel like we just learn so much from your yeah. people's stories. So thank you for letting me share. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's a gift to share that with you guys. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, Sarah. And again, everybody who's listening, we're, we're praying for you. We are we're available to you. And again, if you have a question, Sarah is your lady. So now, you know, who you get to talk to mm-hmm. and you might just come no. up with something to have a problem right. just to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. Oh, awesome. All right. Thanks, Sarah. You bet. Hey, thanks for joining us on the dwell podcast. You can find out more about us on Instagram, Facebook, and at DwellDifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through a monthly Scripture Memory membership, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.